0: This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer.
1: I can think of only one thing that can lift my spirits right now:
2: beer. Beer. Beer.
3: Beer beer, beer. beer.
2: beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 975.
1: The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's
2: your host and luminary, in Luminary, John Denman. John
4: Denman.
0: All right, everybody, another Drink of Ages radio show tonight. Hope everybody's having a good one. I'm John Denman DJ Muskrush, my producer, is hanging out with us tonight. We're going to have a fun show. Hope everybody's having a good one as well. I'm drinking some good beers. I'm drinking some Under the Radar, They're Dirty Blonde, and Under the Radar is our guest on this week's show, hanging out with us. Uh, our music guest, badass band, the Lime Traders. You're going to be hearing them play in between segments. You can find their stuff online, and we're going to talk more of them later in the show. But uh, this episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by Sierra Nevada's Tropical Torpedo. And I've been talking about it now for a couple weeks. It's pretty damn tasty. Yeah, 6.7%. Good little, nice little hot bitterness. But then you get the aromas of the the papayas and passion fruit and mango. And it's just a a nice. Torpedo is one of my favorite beers ever made. And they did a good job with this one. But Sierra Nevada, they're just a solid brewery and have been for a long time. And they did a good job with that one, Tropical Torpedo. But, yeah, let's get to our guests, man. Under the radar, we have Herb, Mike, and Ned hanging out. What's going on, fellas? Well, hey, thanks for having us over here. Thank you. Uh, Welcome to Drink of Ages Pub. Uh, We have on tap right now some the Dirty Blonde and your IPA.
5: The mid-frequency.
0: Mid-frequency IPA. So throughout the show, we will be sampling several of those. And
5: uh, <laughs> that's one of the rigors of the job is having to sample your beers. all It's
0: sampling beers. It's a nice little studio here at drink of ages pub for a radio show with 32 taps and hundreds of beers at your disposal. It makes for, makes for a good fourth segment. Yes. Typically, <laughs> typically. And, and since uh, the lime traders are going to be on at the end and they're over there sampling some beers as well. So it should be a fun one.
5: You gotta have the brewers well lubricated, the hosts well lubricated and the band. It's can't go wrong. You can't go
0: wrong. Yeah, and you know so that way everybody's on the same page. <laughs> but under the radar, I man, you guys recently opened up and you're over kind of in a trying to, what do they call a, exactly
5: uh, the area? Because you're transitional part of town. Transitional part of town, but <laughs> it's it's
0: kinda of Herman Parkish, kind of two eighty eight ish, kinda of south
5: fifty nine. When we're, yeah, that, that ballpark. When we uh, when we try and explain it to people, we tell them, well, we're the new affordable Montrose. Yeah. <laughs>
6: if, if you want to be classy about it, it's where Midtown meets Montrose. Meets I mean, Midtown the museum meets district. meets the museum district. Yeah, yeah. museum district. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fun mix of people.
5: There's some little interesting little shack right next to a brand new house. Next to, like, some weird empty lot. It's uh,
0: I remember West Gray when it was like that. And, I mean, you can still go pick up your crack just a block off of West oh, yeah, Gray now. But yeah. uh, but it was when they were building all the new townhomes and everything on West
5: Gray, same situation that it was. Uh,
3: yeah, the neighborhood's really similar to
7: that.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, mean, live in, I live in the neighborhood. I've lived in the neighborhood for a few years now. And they closed the one little J-Mart, J-Stop, where, yeah, it was like an open secret. You can go buy a crack. And, and they finally decided to close it down. And yeah, it you, you open up a brewery,
0: and then they decide to shut down your yeah, crack flow. On here, but.
5: Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> We've now become the new legal drug of choice in the yes. area. So
0: That's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Uh, so you guys just recently opened up. You had your soft opening, which drew out a tremendous crowd.
7: No, the, the soft opening was late July, and then August... Actually, we drank so much at the soft opening, we had to push back our grand opening. We were planning it for the beginning of August, and then we we're like, "Well, we need to build up supply again So it." So, our grand opening event ended up being uh, late August. So,
5: uh, yeah, we had three knuckleheads who had a bunch of spare time and apparently a little extra money decided well, let's open a brewery. So, we opened the brewery. Then we said, "Does anybody know how to run a bar? Anybody know what they're doing at all?" Said no. So, well, let's let's probably do some of these soft openings, and see what we're doing. So. Uh,
0: still so kind of caught you guys a little bit by surprise which is a good thing though yeah, I mean yeah. it was a the part amount of support
7: of, from the public was amazing we couldn't have been happier with it it was awesome
0: yeah but even backtracking before that like I say you know there's three guys that decided to open up a brewery uh, we're talking with under the radar I mean, it's, it's a pretty decent step cuz you guys were brewing beer right just
5: yeah we were home brewers for about uh, about 7 years about 7 years ago we started home brewing And uh, we were homebrewing on small scale, did the stove top, the $100 DeFalco kit, make your own beer, and had a good time with that. And so we had been brewing for a little bit, and we realized that, man, we're brewing all the time, but we never have any beer left over here. So what's going on? So we decided, you know, we better scale up our system, so we made a homemade Sabco system. I I built one up, and then Mike followed me and built one in his garage. Yeah, I was really jealous. So we had had two— two sabco systems so now we're making 10 batches 10 gallons at a time instead of five we're like hey we finally have some beer to drink so we started going to a lot of dynamo tailgates and we giving away the beer at the tailgate and people are like oh this is really good beer we're like well yeah it's free you should probably like everybody it, loves you. free beer right yeah. exactly <laughs> so it was uh, about four years ago or so a couple of our friends and our investors uh got married up in austin and so they said you know for our, their wedding gift uh, we decided to bring all the beer for them So we just donated the beer. We didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell the guests, and the bride and groom didn't tell people either. We had people stand in line, and this was a hard-drinking crowd. We had top-shelf wine, top-shelf liquor, and the line for the beer was just going down. We floated, uh, what was it, 40 gallons of beer in about two hours.
3: (laughs) It's a good wedding. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It was a lot of fun.
5: (laughs) But we were like, oh, maybe we got something here, you know? So after that, we – pulled together some money, we got rid of all of our free time and our social lives and decided to do a brewery. I think you pretty much have to at that point,
0: just like, oh yeah, what, what, what do you guys wanna do? Let's open up a brewery. All right, we're done with everything else <laughs> from this That's point on. Pretty damn accurate. You gotta really love it. Yeah, uh, so how long have you guys known each other?
6: It's a, I, I Just moved back from Houston, I mean from Dallas to Houston and then uh, I signed up for this random softball team and then Beer league softball. Same, same time as Ned moved down from San Francisco to Houston. Yeah, it was like 2001,
5: 2002. About 2001. Yeah. Right after nine,
6: and then uh, we just kind of like been friends, and then we just picked up this hobby, and then this hobby just grown, and then we met Mike around 2004, and then he came along and just increased the... Uh, the level of
0: this hobby that's just. <laughs> well, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't when you add another one. When, for people who brew beer, I mean, it multiplies. Your your, your, your hobby, it, it's not like, oh yeah, now we're doing two things. No, it, it quadruples instantly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the passion and the, the ideas.
5: It was, it was a lot of fun. and The cool part is each of us have a little bit of a different beer palette. We like different things. And so that really helps round us out a lot.
7: Yeah, I mean, I, I got introduced to these two guys by a mutual friend and then um, we really stepped up our, our production after we all got together and built those two systems Ned talked about. And um, by then we were, we were blown and going on a lot of our recipes already, so.
5: Yeah, our mutual friend was Todd, so what's up, Todd? <laughs> and between Todd and Herb, that's why we had to scale up to the 10-gallon 10 ba- 10 <laughs> batch. They're responsible for, for that mostly through their consumption <laughs> efforts.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, it is true. Beer definitely brings people together. So it's, uh, it's a wonderful, and homebrewing is the best hobby known to mankind. Oh, absolutely. Amen. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's listen to some of the Lime Traders, and we'll get back. We'll talk more with Under the Radar. Rory Witherspoon from Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company is here to tell us about a new badass beer
2: we have big black cowbell coming out on draft about a week after that you'll be able to find bombers big black cowbell is a hoppy american stout this beer may come across intimidating at first but really it is enjoyable across a plethora of occasions you can whip it out at dinner parties your mom's birthday party first dates graduations you name it it's a big black cowbell this is chris from beers looking at you the newest craft beer spot in clear lake webster area
7: If you're coming down to Galveston or stopping by NASA, check us out every day, noon to midnight. You can bring in your own grower. You can pick one up here. 39 taps to choose from. We're half beer store. We've got everything from Houston, Texas, and beyond.
1: Be sure to check out our live draft list on our website, beerslookingatyou.com, or through the Digital Pour app. Hope to see you soon. Thanks.
8: to fear 1200 miles to face all my
0: talking with under the radar and oh, before we get started though, i do want to mention an anniversary party super bowl weekend uh drink of ages radio show four years uh, they've let me do this show and so we're just going to celebrate that here in the parking lot we're shutting down the parking lot in front of the pub gonna have some badass music by the journey agents uh, a bunch of beer out there Next door at Fuel is going to be cooking all the food. We're going to have the grill going with burgers and all kind of stuff. So it's going to be a nice little pre-game party for anyone that wants to come drink some beer then head downtown on a Saturday night. So not this Saturday, but next Saturday, February 4th from 2 to 6 here at the pub, Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. So I hope to see everybody out here. Congratulations.
5: But Four years. That's that's no joke. That's That's pretty sharp. I, and to
0: be honest, I really thought it was only three years. Oh. Yeah, I really, I, when I was sitting there uh, thinking about it, I was like, yeah, three year anniversary. And then I was going, well, wait a minute. First year anniversary was at House of Blues, which was amazing. Second year, we did it over a petrol station, which was a really good time. And then it was like, third year, I was like, oh, that's right. I, I bought a bar. <laughs> and so I didn't do anything. Because. Yeah, there was this place. And then, so yeah, fourth year, we're definitely going to be good. And then that um, uh, it just happens to fall on our 200th episode of the show that Ah. Friday before. So Friday night, 200th episode, Saturday, four-year anniversary party. We're going to have a tremendous amount of awesome beer on tap.
5: Sounds like the stars are aligning. Yep. Nice.
0: It did. And I'm not even sure how it lined up that way because when I was (laughs) trying to plot it all out, I was weeks off. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and you could never do just, that if you tried it. You no, know? no. Well, if you actually did the math, right, four years—that's more than 200 episodes. So you know something happened in there. I don't know exactly what. Well, but there's beer involved. There's John, beer involved. So you know. So I think once involved. we really started counting, it's, it's worked out since then. So, but here we are. Uh, but with under the radar, under radar. So, so we're talking about how you guys were brewing beer and uh, just doing a lot of home brewing, going to tailgating a lot getting your beer out there to let people taste putting it out there for weddings i mean so, so you're brewing a like homebrewing a whole lot at that point i mean how, how often were you guys getting together it was like pretty much every weekend
7: pretty much every weekend
0: yeah it was a bit of a sickness after a while
7: sometimes m- midweek brewing happened
0: well i mean some people call <laughs> it an obsession but yeah you know, when you in your mindset you're opening a brewery so you have to put in the practice you know you have to put well, that, in the dedication
5: yeah. We hadn't got to that point yet. We were sitting around there saying, you know, hey, what if we ever open our brewery, as you all do when you're, you know, three gallons into here making your 10-gallon batch and you're feeling pretty pretty solid there. And he said, well, guys, maybe we should open a brewery one day. And we all laugh and drink another beer. And we kind of indulge that week over week. And then uh, we asked the question. We said, well, what do we call ourselves? And Herb, without missing a beat, says, under the radar, man. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Yeah, that's exactly how it happened, <laughs> which
3: <don't>
5: <laughs> honestly, man, it's a,
0: it, it's a great name, you know, for one, uh, because it's it, it still keeps you you know, kind of like this incognito attitude a little bit. Um, if that's what you guys were going for.
5: Well, and it wasn't just a clever slogan Herb came up with. It was it really fits us to a tee. You know, we've had people come over to the tap room and uh, say, man, I've never heard of you guys before. I haven't seen you before. And you're like, you guys got a little quiet, chilled out atmosphere said, yeah, that's what we were going for. That's kind of who we are. Almost like you're
7: drinking beer in some guy's homebrew garage. I
5: mean, that's... With with really nice equipment.
7: With really nice equipment, yeah.
5: (laughs) Man, I got to tell you, homebrewers out there, it's awesome homebrewing, but once you scale up to commercial stuff, it is so, so much nicer. (laughs) No, I mean, we opened up the homebrew shop
0: in Ombul, and that was in 2011, which is no longer open.
5: But the
0: idea with that was to build relationships, get our recipes together, and then open up our brewery but then i started doing the radio show and started meeting all the brewery owners and decided that's a lot more work than what i was actually like really felt like doing
7: i believe all of us were surprised at uh the level like the level of dedication it requires to to maintain a, a commercial brewery versus i'm i'm dabbling in these recipes and i got five ten gallons out of it that's great and then then it uh, the the game the ante just ups a little bit when you're when you're brewing on a bigger scale
5: yeah it's all the same stuff and the same process but you know you make your really big homebrew on a 10 on a gallon batch you might be putting 40 50 pounds of grain in there and sitting there stirring it all and so our mid-frequency ipa has got 900 pounds <laughs> so using oh. the same mash paddle <laughs>
7: yeah. same mash paddle to stir our, our big 10 10 barrel mash ton like a canoe
5: yeah yeah. Just hop right in and stir. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's 900 pounds when it's dry. Yeah. God knows what it weighs when it's wet. It's, uh, uh, yeah, a, little, a little bit more, a for little, sure. Yeah, so tad more labor than you're used to on the homebrew, but, but it's a lot of fun. Where would you guys find your system?
7: Uh, we bought our system from Glacier Tanks uh, out of Oregon. I think they moved, might have moved to Seattle now. Uh, they moved locations. But, uh, you Did know, we got, West we, Coast is a crack brew mecca of both... Uh, doing good craft brew and, and building uh, a lot of cool systems out of there. There,
5: there. There's some good beers come out of that side. One or two, you know. Yeah. Well, we decided we did a, a – we had to modify it for us a little bit. We did a – we're a 10-barrel all-electric system, which you don't see a whole lot of because we did this on a on a shoestring budget, to say the least. And uh, Mike and I felt a lot more comfortable with the electricity. We're like, well, we can get shocked a little bit, but we're not going to blow ourselves up with gas. <laughs> So our homebrew system was, was all electric too. So we said, "Well, let's just scale this up and and do an all-electric system." And we've been real happy with that. So it's. Uh,
0: what else did you have to do for your, for the building to get it ready? <laughs> oh Lord. That's a whole other segment. Yeah, huh? yeah, that, <laughs>
7: is, that is a whole segment. But say the least, uh, everything in that brewery has been renovated. Every square inch we've touched with our bare hands. Oh, and, good uh, And it is ridiculous the amount of work it took to. To change it in, from from really what was a, a a chop shop where cars disappeared into what you see now, a, a functioning brewery.
5: Yeah, if your car ever got stolen in Houston, there's a good chance it ended up in our <laughs> it, warehouse. It went through there? Uh, that's, that's history right there. <laughs> hey,
0: right? <laughs> Did you find a bunch of license plates and stuff and just put them on the wall? We found a
5: bunch of car oh, parts. Yeah. yeah. And we were the, like, The
6: most huh. interesting we, we found was a bullet hose in our garage store. Yeah. But <laughs> the bullet hose are from the inside shitting out. <laughs> That's,
5: yeah, it's, you know, it's a colorful neighborhood. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, it's nice over there, man. You guys are right down the street from Axelrad, and I think that with them being right there, this is another badass place here in Houston. Yes. Yeah, they're real cool people over there. Yeah. Need to get them... Uh, need to go by there, man. I Need to go over there and go talk to them, see if they can come hang out, because I definitely want to help promote. Like, they need even promoting over at yeah. that place, but...
7: Yeah, it's, it's pretty well-packed.
0: Yeah, it's a good spot. I like these places that's opened up around Houston. Uh, definitely, I was like is badass, cool little spot downtown. Just things are a little different, and that we hadn't had those around Houston. Yeah, so it's good to see the good to see all the breweries
5: opening up. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. Everyone's got their own little twist on things too, which is which is cool, and there's room for everyone, which is which is really nice. There's a lot of beer drinkers around.
7: A couple, you I've know. noticed that. Houston's a thirsty town.
5: Mm-hmm. That
0: it is, In the. Uh, uh, like in the 90s, we went through a little brew pubs around here. And I remember that because I was not quite 21. And so I was able to sneak into some of them. (laughs) And right at the very end, and then they started shutting down. And it was like, man, this is like good beer. There's good beer. And then I had to go back to, you know, the imports and stuff like that. But it was good to see these others start popping up. And then now it's just been a renaissance. Got you guys and about 20 others now (laughs) in the area. And it's pretty awesome
5: still room to grill though i agree it's amazing you know you look at the statistics and the numbers and uh we have far less breweries in minneapolis yeah and and we're huge compared to those guys and yet everyone over there is still doing well and, and active and they got a great local following so you know yeah we got a long ways to go which is pretty exciting to see what's coming all right let's take a quick break listen to some of the
0: lime traders and we get back we'll wrap it up with some under the radar so, everybody grab another beer, take a pee break, whatever you need to do, drink it, and we'll be right back. So, this is our brewing company up there, up in Conroe, is making another badass beer. Heather is here to tell us more about that one.
4: So upcoming, we have the uh, third release of our new art can series, um, which if you're not familiar with, involves uh, us pairing up with a local Houston artist to design a special, unique label for our can, and then we put a unique one-off beer in the can. So third installation is called Half Nelson IPA. So this IPA is half Nelson Sivan hops from New Zealand and half mosaic, so it should be pretty citrusy, floral, delicious. Um, And then on the can, we have our in-house Southern Star associate actually designed this can. His name's Keith Amador. So he did a really cool uh, luchador wrestling half-Nelson design. So uh, pretty excited about it, actually.
0: That's going to be available in cans and in drafts, so you can find it all over Houston and actually a lot of other places.
4: We'll have it at uh, any local HBs, Kroger's. Uh, major grocery store chains, bars, uh, Drink of Ages Pub, I'm sure. <laughs> so check us out.
0: Hey, we're down here in Dickinson, Texas at a new winery and cider company, Duo, and we have the owners, Craig and Raquel, hanging out. Tell us about your company.
4: We have over 20 varieties of wines from our family vineyard.
1: We currently have our Rodeo Star brand, Hard Apple and Cherry Ciders, available on draft and 16 ounce cans, with more delicious varieties on the way.
4: We are open from Wednesday to Friday, from 4 to 10 p.m., Saturday from noon to 10 p.m., Sunday from noon to 6 p.m. Check us now on Facebook. Venha nos visitar!
8: on the radio just one quarter for said hello and you come you come running on to me this room's an anchor to I love before but it seems nobody cares Tomorrow, we'll cry Okay. Yeah. Just one station on the radio Just one quarter for
0: Drinking we are back on. I'm John Denman, and we're talking with Under the Radar. So let's go through your beers that you guys have, because uh, like I said, here on we have on tap, we have the Dirty Blonde, and we have the IPA, which the Dirty Blonde mid-frequency, mid-frequency IPA. IPA. Uh, we have that one on tap. So
7: We've got Radar Love Hefeweizen. Uh, we've got a, a Porter Authority, and then we have uh, our Midtown Bock as, uh, as the other three.
0: So that wraps up a good, solid five beers in your core lineup.
5: Yeah, that was kind of our plan to have a little bit of everything. We picked the styles pretty intentionally over the years, because as we were talking before, uh, when we would go to the tailgates, we always wanted to have somebody, we always wanted someone to come away with a beer that they liked, and so that was why we kind of picked these styles and varieties. And uh, we do something different than a lot of other breweries, which we now fully understand why they don't do that. But if you ever notice, when you go to a brewery, and you, you either generally like all their beers or generally don't. And that's because a lot of the smarter breweries out there pick one, maybe two yeast strains. And then they kind of r- cycle those into their beers. Well, we, uh, we did not. We use... Uh, we manage five different yeast strains <laughs> for all five <laughs> of our beers. Yeah, it so...
7: Well, that's got to be... It's somewhat of a headache, but uh, very intentional.
0: Well, is that... Uh, so when you're pitching your yeast, are you doing – I mean, are you you them from the batch before? Or? Yeah, I mean,
7: we, we follow regular generational rules that, you know, White Labs and White Yeast suggest that you do. Yeah. Um, but uh, just, just so that we are true to the taste and, and the style of beer that we've been developing over our homebrew days, right? there's nuances in that yeast that really make a difference. And while we're, we're test batching – we would actually even go. Well, is this really what we want? And we'd we'd actually brew up a, a 10-gallon batch just so we could split it and do two different test batches of yeast and did blind tastings with all of our investors and our friends. and Say which really, honest, I want the honest opinion. Which yeast adds the most flavor? Yeah, what, we do what, A or do you, B. What do you, you like? The a or B? A or B? Which was what do you like? So and and we really got great feedback from all of those people and and it really hammered down exactly what we wanted on our recipes.
5: You know, and we still do that now at the tap room too because. We still enjoy homebrew, and so what we do in the uh, in the tap room, we've got those five mainline beers. But we have five taps next to it for the experimental stuff, whatever our brewers coming up with. And we still do that. We still use that homemade Sabco to do 10 gallon batches. And so we'll do we'll pitch yeast, yeast A, yeast B. We put them on the wall, and so we let uh, we let you guys decide. So Come on down and, and try so one. So
7: previously we just had a Russian Imperial uh, Stout that. Uh, that went so fast it, it was gone in a day uh, so come out and try it quickly we just brewed a saison we'll have some winter warmer um, we pulled off some IPA that we hopped with uh, a little bit different dry hop just to get some variety uh, with uh, Simcoe Am- Amarillo in our mid frequency to just just to see how that goes
6: I don't know we've been doing this for a few years now and then the inspiration came from Brock when they movable, movable yeast yeah putting uh, the different yeast in there Well, uh, it opened up a lot like of people's
0: yeah. eyes to you know all the different every what makes beer taste a certain way
7: yeah i mean the flavor is the yeast that's that's uh, on most styles that's where it comes from
5: yeah that's the fun part about about you know brewing commercially homebrew scale or just come down to a brewery and kind of ask them a little bit and they'll give you some of the they'll give you a tour, they'll show you some of the ingredients that go into it, and, and you come you go from knowing eh, a little bit about beer to knowing quite a bit pretty quickly, you know, when you start tasting all the, the ingredients, and, and that, that's something that we've always done from the beginning is whenever we're brewing, it's, it's like cooking, you know. If you can cook for two people, it doesn't mean you can multiply a recipe by 100 and all of a sudden cook for 200. Brewing is the same way. When you scale up and you start going commercial scale, it's the same thing. You've got to go by taste, and you better have honed, honed that palate a little bit during the whole process. And so we're always doing that. And, man, I think I felt so weird after that first week we were brewing because I tasted every ounce of liquid that came off of every piece of equipment. So I drank it. and all
7: the way through the process, too. Like, what does this taste like now? What does this taste like now? Oh, you have to. Is this good? You have to start (laughs) off,
0: like, by – eating the grains tasting oh, yeah. the grains yeah and then seeing what they're going what's going to be hops on the other hand man you just can't chew hops you
5: don't want to do uh,
0: that it, you, you smell them and you, you think it's something that that would be good but it, those things are awful but
5: everyone's tried it right everyone's yeah, yeah. like oh this doesn't this doesn't taste very well. don't eat it no i'm going to i'm going to chew it yep <laughs> and Whole leaf hops aren't as bad as the pellets i'm i'm dumb enough to
7: try twice
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
7: man the,
0: the pellets, pellets just melt in a weird way that you just. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten a few in my time.
5: Yeah, yeah, they're can't help that. But
0: yeah, so when when you're doing it, I mean, it is fun when you're brewing. I mean, you go, you taste every step of the way, and it changes flavors drastically. What you're getting in the beginning is nothing.
7: What it's going to finish like, but and you have to understand where it could end up, and uh, uh, a lot about. One of, our, one of our styles in particular, our Bach, the Midtown Bach, it, it ages, and it has such a unique characteristic as it ages. Um, and honestly, when it's a real young beer, I'm not as akin to it as, oh, man, this, is, this has got a month and a half of age. Th- those aging flavors come out perfectly, and it is one of my favorite beers that we, that we brew. And I've had that up to maybe eight months after we've brewed it and our porter up to a year and a half after we've brewed it. And those aging flavors just get better and better. I can't seem to keep it in stock because nah. everybody loves it too <laughs> much to, to try <laughs> to, to, to age. To actually try yeah. to age it. Yeah, we but don't get
5: too much aged anymore, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, even all of our Bach now we age it a couple weeks before it ever goes up, before you yeah. give it to our distributors. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, and that one's the most interesting when the in the you know, the the temperature of your beer, right? You see some of these beer bars well not beer bars that sell beer I should say, that are doing like the, the um, advertise how cold the beer is and and things like that yeah it's pretty (laughs) horrible yeah you know and our our bach is the one that when you when that even even as you're drinking it over the course of your warming it up in your hand it changes flavors dramatically much more so than our other beers Mm -hmm. as the temperature warms you get different flavors it's almost like two beers for one
0: yeah that's just it still amazes me that you go to some of these places they pull out that frozen mug yeah and pour like a nice ipa in that frozen mug you're like no <laughs>
3: what are <laughs> you doing
0: <laughs> don't do that <laughs> <laughs> don't do that what what
7: beer is selling the best for you guys well i
3: what, mean what's been
7: the what's been the crowd favorite right now well lately as uh when it was really we had those cold snaps uh, our porter's been flying off the shelf yeah uh, uh, I mean, the Bach is doing well uh seasonal so. seasonally of course uh our radar love hefeweizen is awesome during the summertime. That well, was just I mean, blowing off. Uh, you had two days of cold, and now we're back up to 80s. So I know you uh, go through you
0: sell out of your <laughs> your porter. It's good, and for then us. everybody's <laughs> looking for the Hefe.
5: You know, it's funny at the at the tap. I I think our biggest sellers today have probably been the radar love, the light hefeweizen, and the uh, the IPA, the mid frequency IPA. But it's funny when we watch people in the tap room because we're there a lot and mm. we're always talking to people, and. And every one of everybody's got a favorite beer in there, and they're pretty well distributed. There's not one overwhelming favorite in the tap room, but we get a lot of people who they'll have uh, they'll come in with a group of that friends. That means we did a good job.
7: Uh, yes,
5: that's kind of our goal. That, that was that at. was our, our corporate goal. Yeah, but we get a lot of like wives or girlfriends or boyfriends, husbands coming in with a group of friends, and they haven't really they're kind of new to craft beer, and instead of them being a little bit, you know, like oh geez. Should i even be here should i be like trying this stuff we're like hey come on in we'll try different ones and and if any one of us are behind the bar we'll we're pretty good about what do you like about this beer what don't you like and we can move you kind of up and down the line and it's with very rare exceptions we've always found someone to really like one of them like i never liked this before but now i kind of do so yeah it's pretty awesome guys congratulations
0: on the opening getting beer out there and making beer Pack it in the tap room. I mean, it's, it's, it's looking like a pretty good success so far. We're very excited.
5: Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a heck of a journey, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, just
0: the uh, weekend coming up with Super Bowl. I'm sure you guys are pretty excited about that. sure there's a lot of people going to be bouncing around in the breweries, and you guys should be pretty hammered
7: during uh, that that's, time. That's right. We've I'm got open special open here. hours uh, all through the week before uh, the Super Bowl. Open yeah. Monday through Friday. Two to ten, uh,
5: two to ten, and then open all weekend. Open all weekend, op-
7: obviously through the Super Bowl. The Super but, yeah. Bowl yeah. but
5: hey, anybody coming into town? Yeah, we open come up at down. ten in the morning on a Saturday, and uh, it's kind of funny. We get a, we get an interesting crowd Saturday morning because it's a lot of the people out doing their morning exercise or walking the dog. They stop by for a beer. We get a lot of families, a lot of kids early in the morning. Get a lot of dogs. You get so. a lot of uh, golfers who already played their nine yeah.
7: holes and are like, hey, I, I woke up early. I'm ready for a beer. Yeah. This is perfect.
5: We drink beer at 9 in the morning on a Tuesday yeah. as we're sampling <laughs> and tasting them, you know. So if we're drinking beer, other people probably are too, right?
0: Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, well, guys, uh, under the radar, you look up your Facebook, web webpage, all that stuff. Um, go out there. If you've never been, check out the tap room and look for their stuff around town right now in Draft because uh, they're putting it out there. So thanks for coming and hanging out at the pub. Hey. hey, thank you.
5: Thanks for having us out. Thanks for putting our beer on over here. Yeah. Definitely,
0: definitely. Good stuff. All right, we're going to take another break, and we'll get back to Lime Traders. We'll be hanging out. we Sam's Wake and Bake from Buffalo Body Brewing Company is one of my favorite beers that's being made around Houston right now. Delicious. And Troy Witherspoon is going to tell us more about that one.
2: Yeah, Sam's Wake and Bake is our Sam's Daily Cream Ale. Uh, It's 5.8%. Sam's Wake and Bake, uh, we take Temporado Espresso Coffee Beans from Amaya Coffee Roasters, uh, Madagascar Vanilla Beans. So this beer has a beautiful coffee nose, finishes soft like vanilla, and uh, still clear like uh, that beautiful Sam's Daily Cream Ale hey
7: good beer drinkers this is garrison the head brewer spindle tap if you're digging ipas these days you should definitely try our new west coast style ipa hop gusher you're gonna get a lot of dank tropical notes from the excessive amounts of amarillo citra and mosaic we just started canning it last week so come pick it up fresh from our brewery at 10622 hirsch road you can also get it freshly poured at drink of ages pub also look for it at your nearest grocery store soon check us out at spindletapbrewery.com
2: All right,
0: Drink of Ages, we are back and now hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub. We have the Lime Traders. Hey! 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we, uh, we got to start with kind of the obvious stuff here. Uh, what was your favorite beer you drank tonight?
3: Dirty Blonde. <laughs> yeah, oh. Dirty Blonde yeah, was dirty blonde for me dirty well. dirty blonde.
0: Yeah, yeah, under the radar, they're Dirty Blonde. That's what I've been drinking, and it's, it's done well for the show, I think. Yes.
9: Yeah. <laughs> I'm Where'd
0: a, I'm a go, fan of guys. the cherry cider. Duo, yeah, their cherry cider is pretty fantastic. Uh, that, one, that one, I'm not going to say you should probably mix it with vodka, but you could probably mix it with vodka. With
1: anything. It feels, like, it feels like <laughs> vodka might yours? cut the tart. The snow a snow
0: cone, it'd be great yeah. for uh, a snow cone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah it'd so be great. Make a snow cone out Shave ice. Wait a minute. We make a, a vodka watermelon. Yep. Then we slice up the watermelon and put it in.
3: Ooh, that would
9: be Save it all for me. <laughs> Don't save <sell> it to <laughs> anybody else. And then uh, we
0: we smoke a boop 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 boop. Yeah,
9: shout out to our good friend Dan. what's <laughs> <laughs> up, man?
0: Eh? Yeah, it's the Lime Traders, man. Uh, it's, it's, to me, I think it's a fantastic name. We're, we're we're That's a that's an interesting one that has to have some kind of story behind it.
5: Brian, you want the name of the band? Is that yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
7: man.
1: Uh, we, we were listening to some radio and there was a story about Mexican cartels that were hijacking lime trucks. And I remember those days yes. because all of a sudden
0: limes were like 99 cents. It was the that's, yeah. that's, that's it. That's hundred percent it. It was, 100% it. Yeah. It was like two and a half years ago, yeah.
1: maybe. Right. Right. The only limes you could get were get key limit. limes. Right. You couldn't. Yeah. You, me and Haley both like, you know, some, you know, this is so much better beer right here. What we're drinking tonight. But yeah. at a regular bar, we drink like Dos Equis or something and limes you know they would give us a lemon instead or whatever anyway a bag of limes was like a buck 50 it for 5 like and, then one one and then it went to be a buck 50 per lime and it was like <laughs> what the hell so we decided like okay we're the illegal lime trading company and we're we we're the ones that took all these limes
3: <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
1: then we ended up shorting it to the lime traders but you know and then then that crisis was over then that crisis was like, over like yeah. shortly after
9: but we have a circuit but but now. everybody asked us about it cartels we went back
0: it. to kidnapping and beheading and yeah. regular yeah. stuff yeah. you know the cartel day-to-day. stuff okay there's more money in cocaine
3: <laughs> <laughs> the lime fad yeah. is over yeah
0: I mean, limes were good, but they lasted.
1: <laughs> yeah. There was, like, a good three-month stretch. But everybody doesn't mind key limes. But, you know,
0: everything really happens deal. for a reason. And if all that happened for us to get a cool man name, then whatever. Exactly. You know. Exactly I mean, the problem with key limes are the seeds. Yep. Yeah, right. That's really I – mean, key limes are great, but <laughs> if you ever make a key lime pie – Don't say that too loud
1: because they'll start like hijacking lime <laughs> trucks
0: again. I, like I got a new idea. <laughs> 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 Let's hijack Lime trucks. Lime trucks. At least they didn't do avocados. Those things are pricey <laughs> enough that'd already.
3: That would be a lame band name. I, yeah. I think, honestly,
0: if they if the cartels started hijacking avocados, people would come from America and take them the
1: back. Avocado yeah. We yeah. could have got away with the same You can't scheme, take my guac away. Cool I don't I'll take, like my guac. Don't take my guac. I like, it. <laughs> I like my guac. <laughs>
0: Texas.
3: Right, hey, so
1: we could have made T-shirts that said guac is free.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no?
0: okay. So the lime traders.
3: Hanging out here at Drink of Ages Pub.
0: Uh, you guys had your first release. Your full uh, digital release was in November of last year, correct? Yes, mm-hmm. yes,
3: yep. yes. So, that's I mean, cool. I,
0: that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah we, yeah, ac- we actually
9: have a top four on Spotify now that have less than 1,000. So we have a popular top four. So <laughs> keep, it cool. we'll keep it coming. We'll keep a count starting pretty soon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so we've been listening to a lot of your music, and uh, it's all I I enjoy it a lot. It is, it's really yeah, good cute. stuff, and yeah. I'm looking forward to you guys playing here shortly here at the pub. But uh, uh, how'd you all, all you guys come together with this? Because there's there's a few of you guys in this band.
9: They're quite connected, yeah. Oh, it's like a big.
2: Uh, it's a tangled web, we <laughs> so so for sure.
9: We
0: consider we consider ourselves a kind
3: of a family band, even though only two of them are related. Yeah, but yeah. Well, uh, three of us now, because well, you're I'm you married, married in, in. I'm so. So Mike's our
9: bass player, and I'm married to so yeah. him, and I'm his, his A singer, Haley, and then my cousin is Wade, another lead singer, and Brian lives with Wade, but Brian and Michael used to serve together in uh, the Air Force, and then Kyle, hey, our new, new little buddy Kyle. from Katy, wild card. The wild
1: card. <laughs> the wild card. Kyle the wild card. the wild card. We call him Spicoli
9: White zone. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> doesn't even look like Sean Penn. We love it. Yeah, I just joined yeah, I love the it. band. The little Spicoli <laughs> guy, right? Yeah. See? But, yeah, we're really connected, and, uh, and, and Mike and I have a, have a family, and Wade has a family, and so we're all, like, we have two little cousins running around in the band together during yeah. practice and stuff, so it's great. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Yeah. So I mean, well, it actually makes it easier when everybody is that connected. I would imagine just to say, hey, we're practicing today. Right. You're you're already here.
1: It, yeah, yeah, st- it started. Yeah. as a, it, We, Get we were the room, friends that were hanging on, out, and then nah. it became like friends that uh, were hanging or, out, and we were yeah, we're all, yeah, musicians, yeah. So we well, we're all yeah. musicians, so why don't we write songs together? Well, right. so we
2: played music together well, yeah. so the well, first the first couple times just just to see, just just to play music, just because that's what we like doing. On the side. And it worked. It didn't. It wasn't a. It was. It felt natural, you know? Yeah. So.
9: Brian and Mike used to play in a band together when they were in the Air Force. We, and then yeah, this
1: is a crazy story.
9: Brian and, and Wade play music on the side now.
1: Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it's so bizarre. It's just, it, it could take like 10 years to tell. I'll, I, I tend to ramble. <laughs> I'm going to try not to ramble, to but cruise. you guys have been feeding us good yeah. beer, so I'm going to make this like the 30-second version. Mike and I were in the Air Force. We had a band. So we were playing, and then uh, we... <laughs> we moved down here to we moved down here to texas i met wade like the first night i moved down here mike met haley like what a couple months after he moved down here and they started dating and it's like wade and haley are cousins we just we were all friends we all just fell in each other's laps sort of playing
3: music. yeah yep. yep and the rest is history
1: <laughs> 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 oh, all right, i was like oh, if i keep talking i'm probably going to swear again i better swear again.
0: <laughs>
9: Uh, we'll never make syndication. With all that swearing. Well,
0: uh, there's been a lot worse, I can tell you, <laughs> than on this show. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's where uh, producer uh, DJ Muskratch over here, he definitely spent some time cleaning up some of the shows. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, like, all right, we recorded 100 minutes and we have 35. <laughs> <laughs> 35 usable minutes. That's when you know you had a good night.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, this beer's good. So. It's delicious. Yeah. I need yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, uh, you guys, like I said, you're, you find your music. Actually, it's really I mean, you look up the Lime Traders, and you guys pop up all over the place. So yeah, look yes. up the Lime Traders. We actually just released a, a music video for one of our singles, uh, Memory Lane. We just released that today. Well, today. But uh, <laughs> whenever you hear this, it will already be released. <laughs> and uh, <it'll>, uh, <laughs> so we're pretty tricky. excited about it. So, you know, check it out. And like it and share it and force it down other people's
5: ears because that's all we want is our music in people's ear holes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. iTunes, Spotify, that. everything. We're out yeah.
9: there. YouTube channels, Instagram, Facebook, Check MySpace, maybe. A lot you know. of us have been
1: doing this for <laughs> a long time. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, still on MySpace. I still got my MySpace <laughs> music <laughs> account. Yeah. Like yeah, There's a of Wayne paper. Tanner MySpace music <laughs> account. For this sure. is what
3: happens when you make the band drink a bunch of beer and <laughs> get in front of mics.
0: Well, I think you know MySpace is gonna make a comeback. So I, I got stay my tuned.
9: Invest now. I, I invested I invested in
3: Tom. So go get MySpace yeah. Yeah. A long, slash a Apple long time now. Ago. Did MySpace.
9: you invest in MySpace slash yeah. Everything. Well, Tom.
1: Right oh, okay. just Tom. Editing the out, one guy who's out, everybody's <laughs> <laughs>
3: friend. Yeah, yeah.
1: I remember MySpace. MySpace. Some people don't. He was my first friend.
0: Tom. Yeah, Tom and I had a few conversations <laughs> back in the 90s.
1: I wrote him. He never wrote me back. Speaking of MySpace, you guys remember LiveJournal? That was before MySpace. Oh, MySpace. Do you remember LiveJournal? No. About he, about he, must have been a Michigan thing. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All
0: right, well, we're all running out of beer, and this show is coming to an end, so hope everybody is going to have a great weekend. Everybody be safe out there. show is sponsored by Sierra Nevada's Tropical Torpedo, and like I said, you can list all the old shows if, if you just feel like hearing some, some more drunken talk by going to drinkofages.com or on iTunes, look up Drink of Ages, Lime Traders, thanks for coming and hanging out. Yeah.
3: Thanks, thanks for having us. You, thank you so
0: much, Everybody go out there and buy their music. Support all your local musicians and especially the good ones. And, of course, under the radar, uh, check them out this weekend. And next weekend around Super Bowl, they'll be doing a lot of different things. During the week, they're open all week long, so no excuse to not go by there on a Tuesday at 9 o'clock in the morning. You
2: said they have bands on Friday,
0: too. Very good. There's so bands on Friday. All right, the uh, podcast is sponsored by Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company, and everybody have a great weekend. Go Rockets. Uh, hurry up, Astros. And we'll talk to everybody next week.